if you stay in one place long enough, and if you open yourself up to others, two things will happen. You will love and you will lose. We in church communities know this very well as we regularly gather together for funerals of fellow parishioners or their family members, sharing stories and looking at lovingly compiled photo collages. We've been in one place. We've seen these same faces in the pews week in and week out. And so it is with other close-knit communities. Conversely, the only way to avoid love and loss is to keep moving about, to stay untethered to everything, or to isolate and shut down emotionally. Culturally, in parts of the Western world at least, we know this very well. It's gotten to the point that in England recently, a minister of loneliness was appointed to address the crisis there, where nine million people report feeling often or always lonely. One medical expert says that chronic loneliness is worse for your health than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Of course, for many, this loneliness is not a choice, but the result of various cultural factors or necessities. Nursing homes for those who can no longer care for themselves. Or immersive video games that isolate young people in their rooms for days on end, to name just a few. There's a third thing that happens if you stay in one place long enough and you open yourself up to others. You commit. You get attached. You start to really care. You work hard at something. And sometimes you suffer. Love and loss and commitment are inextricably linked. And you can't just have two of them. Love and commitment will one day mean loss. When you commit to someone or something and lose it, that pain you're feeling is love. And it matters when you love and lose because you were committed to that person or that thing. Maybe this is all just semantics, but you know what I'm saying. Ash Wednesday is our yearly opportunity to recommit to love and loss. When I impose ashes on your forehead in a few minutes and say, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return, I'm not just trying to bum you out. <laughs> These words remind us that life matters, in part because we won't always be around to experience it. So try to be more intentional about your life. Commit to more people and more experiences while you have time. And give thanks that the dust from which you came got to feel and do and love and lose all that it has in the form that is you. Stop sleepwalking. Be grateful. Thank God. There was yet another school shooting today, this one in Parkland, Florida. Seventeen people are dead. One young man who survived tweeted, Love each other. 
You may never know when it may be the last day you meet someone. I wish I could stand up here and promise that today of all days, Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday together, that today holds the hope that all the love we share will one day at long last conquer the darkness, the loss, and the fear of life. Our faith does promise that, and I have that faith, but I just don't know sometimes. All I do know is that we must never stop loving for fear of losing. That is not the example Jesus set for us in his life and his death. Let us never give up on love. In the Old Testament, you'll read about people pouring ashes on their head as a sign of humility and mortality, of sorrow and repentance for sin. Daniel the prophet, for example. This is the origin of our ritual action today. We do it a little less messily. But we do it for the same reasons. We acknowledge that sin is part of our lives. We are human, and we fall short, each and every one of us. Fasting is also urged on this day, and I trust you have all done a better job at that than I have today. But the prophet Isaiah, in today's first reading, cautions us against performing these rituals with shallow hearts. Is such the fast that I choose, to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? It is clear that any outward signs of piety we exhibit on this day or any other are not what God requires. God requires that your heart be turned to compassion and to service, not to selfishness or outward appearances. On Ash Wednesday of all days, we are called to answer before God how well we've been doing with all we've been given. When was the last time you helped someone in need? Remember that you are dust, and the life you've been given is not solely for your enjoyment. And a simple smudge on your forehead does not automatically mark you as a humble servant of God. The dirt will wash off. God's requirement of you remains. Today is both Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday. Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday, love and loss. Be mine and remember that you are dust. In a way you might say, those are twin messages from God. Be mine, for I created you from the dust and I love you unconditionally. But also remember that you are dust, so be grateful for the life you do have. Don't squander it. And be humble. You're not gold dust after all. You're just dirt. And remember that it is God who has breathed life into the dust that is you. Be thankful and act accordingly. Actually, I think it's wonderful that Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday coincide this year. Both are of the heart. 
Both days urge us to stop the treadmill of our daily lives and honor the love and the life we've been given. Both call us to put the needs of another above our own. So whether you're eating chocolates or fasting today, and as your priest I urge the latter, of course, remember that you are loved, and to God you shall return. So live accordingly, and know that you belong to God. Coincidentally, Easter Day this year falls on April Fool's Day, April 1st. So maybe a theme for this Lenten season can be, let us be fools for love. In this world where to love seems so risky and unwise, we foolishly insist that it is still the greatest power on earth. And we commit to love, knowing that loss will follow, but trusting that resurrection and new life await us as well. May we all be foolish and loving this Lent and always. Amen.